This podcast is brought to you by OnTrack Studio. You're listening to Boring is Bad for Business. As a brand studio, we've seen too many brands play it safe and it's causing them to get lost in a sea of sameness. With this show, we want to encourage business leaders to embrace what makes them different and translate that into bold brands that delight and spark emotional connections. I'm Suji. And I'm Joel. Hope you enjoy the episode. Now let's get into it. We begin today by acknowledging the Gubby Gubby people as the traditional owners of the country we are recording in today. We recognise their continued connection to the land, waters and acknowledge they never ceded sovereignty. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all First Nations people listening today. This episode is about providing business founders and the marketing managers that work with these businesses to build a brand that ultimately allows them to stand out within their market and allows them to to zig when their competitors are, are zagging. And we obviously understand that coming in and working with a studio or an agency, you know, generally isn't a cheap exercise and it really isn't for, for everyone. Like we, we have conversations with um, people generally within that startup phase that, you know, haven't got too many runs on the board. They don't really know the position that they're, they're trying to fill or really who they are as a brand. And their first point of contact is, is to come to come to the good studio and, and come have a conversation. And we're, we're always keen to have those conversations and we're never going to turn anyone away from a from a meet and a greet and a, and a coffee. But sometimes when we do have those conversations, we, we feel that they need to go away and, and, and do a little bit of homework, get a couple runs on the board and figure out what's what's working for the business and the brand and, and what's not working for the business and the brand. So within this episode, I just want to give some you know some insights and, and a bit of direction on if you were working on a budget, you, you couldn't afford or, or didn't feel the need to invest in an agency or, or, or freelancers of you know how you could bootstrap a, a brand identity yourself and, and and do it on a budget you know i would always encourage that you know you should be investing in your brand you should be investing in your business because if you aren't investing in that and you're not focusing on the reputation of your business you know if you don't have a reputation it makes it very difficult to to be known to to have some cut through for people to refer to you and recommend you within the marketplace but again like i, I really do understand that the budget is sometimes an issue and you know the the buck sometimes does stop with we just simply can't afford it, and I, I completely respect that. So, within this episode, I just want to give some some insights and some some points on how you can do branding in house and, and on a budget. Yeah, I love that because that's still investing in your brand. Absolutely, investing can be time or money. Yeah, and I would just suggest, like, if you are bootstrapping it on your own, just be aware that just keep things simple. Like, don't don't try and you know compare yourself to what your competitors are doing that have invested um, you know good time and money with an agency because ultimately if you don't have the skills, if you don't have the, the ins and outs and, and know what, what works, you can get definitely into a position where you're doing more harm than, than good. But you know, if you are at those early stages, such as a such as a startup, you know, follow these steps, get some runs on the board, and then, you know, in you know, twelve or, or thirty six months, then reinvest with with a studio and, and we can help you take it to that that next level. Like with every project, we would always suggest starting at a strategy standpoint of, of understanding who you are, understand the meaning of what you are as a business. You don't have to listen to too many of our podcasts to understand like how passionate we are about strategy and without strategy, you know, we're just designing for design's sake. Um, so, you know, this is no different. So my first point would just be to establish a clear purpose and position. So we have in a whole episode where you, Suji, you break down the differences between uh, purpose, vision, and value. So I would suggest, you know, pause, go back, have a listen to that. But two things that I would really want you to focus on is having a clear purpose. So a clear understanding of the overarching reason your business exists 
besides making money. Obviously, making money, it's just going to come. But yeah, what is the purpose of you know why the business exists? And then the position. So who is your target audience and why are you better or different from your competitors? If you can identify those two things, you know it just gives you a lot of insights and a lot of traction moving forward. I love how you've wrapped up position, who is your target audience? And then why are you better than competitors to those people? That's like the simplest way to note down your positioning. So yeah, that's amazing advice. Take note of that. And yeah, it's it's all about the foundation. These are the foundational pieces that you can do. Also, I'll add to this do, which relates to a pricing episode, which I'm not too sure about the order that we'll release these in, <laughs> but either it's being released or it's coming. But really write down some numbers and objectives about what you want to be doing um, and building or bootstrapping your own brand strategy. It has to come. It actually starts at the business strategy level. So write down what are your um, what's your pricing strategy and what are those KPIs that you need to hit in those initial stages. Yeah, and start here. Like don't jump straight into what does my logo look like? What is the identity? What's my color palette? Like that'll all come. Like anything, just start at that strategy and that, that foundation level and then work from there. So the second point I would I would really suggest you look at is is your audience. So you know it could be who you're servicing now or who you want to service in the future, and I would just build one persona of that. So you know identify who they are. We give them names like real names. So you know it could be a Michelle Williams. She's a mum, and you know start to understand what her buying habits are. So you know does she shop at Meyer or does she shop at um, Louis Vuitton? You know is there a problem that she's facing? And is your product and service solving that problem and, and how are they solving that? Definitely. And I think just hitting on the power of one for this, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this episode and you are wanting to bootstrap your brand, let's make the assumption that resources are limited, time and money is limited. Absolutely. So don't go out and try to be all things to all people and have three or four ideal customers. In those early stages of building your brand, just have one customer in mind. So take, for example, somebody who works and helps through breath work, someone who helps people feel less stressed. Yep. This business could actually talk to all types of stressed people. So you might be a corporate, you might be somebody who's going through a big change in your life, you might be a young person. And of course, breath work can help that. But if I was marketing that business and bootstrapping my brand, I would just say, I help busy, tired, stressed mums through breath work feel more calm and collected and confident. That is so much more potent and you're going to have so much more cut through with your brand in those early days than you would with applying that to I help stress people. Yeah, and I think that's a fantastic point. It's, um, yeah, it just allows you to become more, more pointed in everything you're doing. Um, you know, I think and I hope that the, the listeners are now aware that, you know, we're not trying to service everybody. We're trying to, you know, cut out our piece of territory, our position um, and just go, just go hard at that. Yep, and you can always add to that later. This is, you know, boot, we're talking about bootstrapping here. This is the early days. Yeah, and and like I said at the start, like I'm kind of seeing this within the the first of sort of three years, and and using this strategy, this this identity to to get you to that next step where you can double down, um, you have more insights, you can invest a little bit more within your within your business and your brand. The third thing that I would suggest focusing on would be, you know, starting to move from strategy into into design, and that's um, identify your personality. So. Um, look at your your brand and your business as a as a person. Are they the larrikin in the room that's always joking and can't stay on track, or are they the heroic you know savior? Are they a carer? You know, build a build an idea of who this person is. And I'm saying person because 
you know, it's a, it's a personality. People can relate to a personality a lot more than a, you know, a, a brick and mortar corporate entity. So, Definitely. you know, yeah, add, add a personality and really try and identify who that is. I, I find that this is quite a tricky, tricky thing to do. There are frameworks online that can help with that a little bit, but I think, you know, just go like, my brand is the Kim Kardashian of yes, yeah, celebrities are great. Yeah, it's a great tool to use, definitely. And I, like I said, it is very tricky, but I think if it's done right, it really just you know paves the way for everything that you're going to do through your tone of voice, through the visuals, through even how you answer an email. Like if I'm a heroic brand, I'm definitely going to answer the phone a little bit differently than if I was a you know a, a caring, lovable brand. Definitely, although the larrikin, you wouldn't sort of say, "Hey, mate," if you were like, the, if you were the serious brand, yeah. With your brand as a person, yes, celebrities are a great tool that you can use, but so are brand archetypes. Have a look at those. You can mm-hmm. bring in your personality. The other thing that I do notice with founders is often we are creating a business that we wanted when we were in a certain position stage of our life, and that because that's because we identified there was a problem, there was a gap in the market. You either couldn't find the product that you've invented or you've sourced or you've found, or you couldn't find the service that you have then created. So one way that it relates to both personality and also your customer persona, A, you can profile yourself before you found this, you created this product or service. And B, you can also tie your startup brand to your own personality. Because as a startup who is, you know, inject, you know, you're going bootstrapping your brand, your, your own personal brand is going to have a big influence on the brand you're creating. And I see it as well. Like that, that's great and that works really well for some people. But I also see that it's sometimes good to sort of separate your individual personality with your brand's personality. And this is a great chance to do that. It's like, hey, like maybe I'm a little shy, but I don't want my brand to be. So it's like, let's try and, you know, consciously make that decision. So when we're going forward, it's like, no, nah, man, we're, we're fast, furious and, you know, really eager. And that's the brand that's... You yeah, know, I think with that example, it's probably about being aspirational when you're designing a brand and bootstrapping a brand. It's an important thing to talk about. You want to be designing with the future in mind. So mm-hmm. even though you're talking about yourself as a person in the past and there will be sort of uh, things that you wanted to change about yourself, if they are a negative, write down the, the positive of that. So if it is that I did, I felt really shy or scared – and the opposite effect you'd have is confidence, mm-hmm. then that confidence becomes part of your brand because that's the transformation you're taking people on. Yeah, fantastic. So moving from, I guess, those first two points of strategy and then you know we're starting to sort of delve a little bit into, into identity is you know just jump straight into the deep end for, for point four and that's create a logo. I talked about this a fair bit in previous episodes. I think it was episode three and episode eight um, where I walked through some fundamentals of making a good logo. You know, please go back, listen to those episodes. Um, but the main thing I would just say is like, keep it simple. Like moving moving forward with all these points, everything is about keeping it simple. So, you know, if you can't afford to just, you know, jump onto Upwork, like there's nothing wrong with Upwork. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get some some hate emails from designers, but you know, you, you do you, man. But there is a time and a place for it. Like jump on, find someone that, you know, thinks that you feel is a good fit and put some money forward. But if you can't do that, you know, there, there's no problem with, you know, developing something for yourself. Um, and I would just suggest developing a logo type. So finding a font that, that really, you know, fits into that brand personality that we've just talked about, typing the name out and just leaving it at that. You know, like I keep saying, this is a short-term plan that's, you know, only going to get you to a certain point. But yeah, just keep it, keep it simple. Find a typeface that fits. Type out the name. You know, you're ultimately ready to rock. 
Yeah, there are plenty of brands that have really bad logos that are successful, but that's because they have other parts of their brand performing really well. So whether it is their overall purpose and vision, perhaps it's their customer experience, yep. or it's just the way that they've differentiated and they're doing something quite innovative in the market. Like a bad logo isn't the be all and end all. However, it is something at some point you will want to come back and address. Oh, absolutely. Like we have conversations with with people and we're just like, you know, your business model actually isn't great. Like, you, like the service that you're providing isn't the, the best. Like no identity is going to fix that problem. Yeah. But yeah, like if you are doing it on your own, keep it simple. You know, the amount of times I see emblems and, and, and logo symbols that are clearly put together by someone who isn't a good designer or isn't a designer, you can tell. Like they, they stand out like a sore thumb, but it is, it does happen, but it is harder to make a logo type look shitty. Yeah, because there's less elements. Yeah, there's less elements. And, yeah. and just a couple of things that you need to pay attention to is make sure that it works on a light background and a dark background. And then that it's scalable. So it's legible, really small on like an Instagram display picture and then can work really well large. But yeah, go back to episode three and eight. Um, have a listen to you know how we talk about making a good logo. Moving on to more identity elements, um, you know, create a color palette. Again, just keep it super simple. Like simplicity is your friend when you're putting all these elements together. I would suggest picking one or two colors, um, not including like your, your black and whites and just lean into them. If you have all these other colors, if you have a color palette of six or, or 10, you just have so many more elements to manage. So many um, you know, additional assets that can come in and, and start to build this inconsistency. If you're inconsistent with your identity, that's where things start to fall apart. You know, if you've picked one or two colors, just lean into them and you really can't go wrong. When you're picking these colors, have a look as well as what your competitors are doing and, you know, the, the industry in a whole. Like if everyone's playing green and you're in with, say, the, the health food area, like that's, that's fine. But again, I sort of suggest like if that green doesn't fit into your brand personality, be comfortable and be you know bold enough to step out of that a, a little bit again like zigging when everyone else is zagging you know this obviously this podcast is about doing it yourself i wouldn't say like come in and like start throwing curveballs um <laughs> but yeah just just challenge it a, a little bit like we talk about that a, a fair bit in those those previous episodes that i mentioned before but yeah just just be conscious of a measured of, risk yeah Take. conscious of what you're doing and you know there's great websites on out there that talk about color theory there's no point me really get getting into that right now but you know if your brand's about safety and health you know maybe go with a green but if it's about strength and passion maybe go with a red yeah you know little little things to keep in mind but again just like just keep it simple yeah because even uh brands who have marketing managers and designers i've seen it where there's five or six colors it's really hard to manage Mm -hmm. don't do it to yourself absolutely so point six typography i've got a couple points can you guess what my first Point. Don't use my least favorite font, <laughs> which is railway. Yeah. No. What? Yeah, it's keep it simple. Um, don't go too hard. Like pick two fonts. Pick a heading font and a copy font. So how your, your headings are going to be written and then how your body copy is going to be written. There's so many free font websites out there. Just go to Google Front fonts. Um, you know, it's a great place to start. There's even some good websites about, you know, pairing. Um, t- simply type in Google fonts pairing into Google. Um, we'll give you some great recommendations. Pick one that you think is a good fit for, for the brand and, and just roll with it. Um, if you start throwing in, say you've got an ad going out on Friday and you're like, hey, let's throw in another font, please don't. Like That just starts to build that inconsistency that I keep talking about. As soon as 
a customer sees that inconsistency, that trust does shift. It, it does it does move. You know, keep it simple. Uh, point point seven, which is my second last point, um, is those additional elements. So this could be photography, iconography, illustrations, or just additional graphics. There's several free online websites where you can you know just jump on and, and, and buy a set. You know, free stock photography. It's fine for those early couple of years, but just keep in mind that if it's free, if it's stock, there's a very high chance that a competitor or someone else within that field could could be using those. So it could just be simply investing in a in a photo shoot. I was going to say this is my I'm I'm loving all of these ideas and content. I think there's so much in here that can help people who are bootstrapping their brand. But I was about to jump in and say this is one that I would say don't scrimp on if yep. you're a any type of brand. There are actually quite affordable photographers who can create you some bespoke images, whether it's product photos or you as a service provider, I think you especially have to have photos of yourself. Absolutely. I would, yeah, I'd say if you're going to invest money, yep. choose this area. The yeah, other yeah, ones, the- do it yourself, choose this area. Absolutely. Or- and there's great photographers out there that do, you know, really competitive two half day, full day shoots. Hour, uh, I've seen hour shoots as well. Yeah. And yeah. it's... Um, you know, if you need any recommendations, shoot us a DM. We'll we'll flick you across a couple of people that yeah, we'll we'll knock it out of the park for for a good budget. But yeah, just when you're doing this, like build this into the process of of, of developing that identity and and do it all within you know a, a period of time. Don't wait to add in something like photography when you need to get an ad out. Like because as soon as you start to do that, you'll be like, okay, like I guess we'll just pull that picture in. It's probably going to be off brand because it's a last minute decision. Build an asset. You know, build a portfolio, build a folder that's got all these elements in there. Um, and then that leads me into the the eighth and final point of, you know, documenting all this. Like have, have a basic style guide. Again, there's fantastic templates online that you can kind of just Your old copy. friend Canva. Good old Canva, mate. Like, yeah, it's definitely got a time and a place and, and, and jump in there and, and document it. Be like, these are our two colors. These are the profile. These are the codes for those colors. You know, here's our photos. This is the style. This is the look that we're going for. This is the feeling that we have and, and, and document that all in one you know, easy place to find. So yeah, like when you have an ad going out, when you have a you know, big presentation coming up, all that stuff is in one easy to find place um, and we can you know, roll out from there. Um, so just wrapping up nice and quickly, you know, if you're looking to build a, a, a brand on a budget, I would really just start again, like just at that strategy level. So understanding a clear purpose, um, and position for your for your business and your brand, understanding the audience, identifying the personality of that brand. So you know who is your brand as a as an individual, as a person, um, and then start to create some assets from that. So create a logo, create a simple color palette, typography, those additional elements, and then build that all into to one document that that's really easy to use. You can hand it across to your printer if you're going to get something printed. But again, like you know, this does have a shelf life. I, I would want you to sort of be using this at the early stages of your business, you know, at that startup phase. And then once you get to that stage where you're like, hey, we've got a bit more budget, we've got a bit more insights of who we are as a business, the problems that we're solving for our customers, then we can double down, invest more in, you know, working with, with an agency, working with a studio who know exactly what they're doing and yeah, allow them to, to sort of lead because you will get more cut through, you know, your identity will be more aligned to who your business and brand is um, as a whole. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, that, that That is honestly like a breakdown 101 of how to start up your business and brand successfully. Um, whether you, yeah, like take the time to go back to that episode, there is so much high value in there. So thanks for putting that together. It's fantastic. 